0: Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast, I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is Friday of the 33rd week in Ordinary Time. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.
1: And with your spirit.
0: To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy.
1: Lord, have mercy.
0: Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy.
1: Lord, have mercy. mercy.
0: Let us pray. Grant us, we pray, O Lord our God, the constant gladness of being devoted to you. For it is full and lasting happiness to serve with constancy the author of all that is good. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen.
2: A reading from the Book of Apocalypse. I, John, heard the voice I had heard from heaven speaking to me again. Go, it said and take that open scroll out of the hand of the angel standing on sea and land. I went to the angel and asked him to give me the small scroll, and he said, Take it and eat it. It will turn your stomach sour, but in your mouth it will taste as sweet as honey. So I took it out of the angel's hand and swallowed it. It was as sweet as honey in my mouth. But when I had eaten it, my stomach turned sour. Then I was told, You are to prophesy again, this time about many different nations and countries and languages and emperors. The word of the Lord.
0: Thanks be to God.
2: How sweet to my taste is your promise.
0: How sweet to my taste is your promise.
2: I rejoice to do your will, as though. All riches were mine. Your will is my delight. Your statutes are my counsellors.
0: How sweet to my taste is your promise.
2: The law from your mouth means more to me than silver and gold. Your promise is sweeter to my taste than honey in the mouth.
0: How sweet to my taste is your promise.
2: Your will is my heritage forever, the joy of my heart. I open my mouth and I sigh, as I yearn for your commands.
0: How sweet to my taste is your promise. Alleluia, alleluia. My sheep listen to my voice, says the Lord, I know them, and they follow me. Alleluia. The Lord be with you.
1: And with your spirit.
0: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke.
1: Glory to you, O Lord.
0: Jesus went into the temple and began driving out those who were selling. According to scripture, he said, My house will be a house of prayer, but you have turned it into a robber's den. He taught in the temple every day. The chief priests and the scribes, with the support of the leading citizens, tried to do away with him, but they did not see how they could carry this out because the people as a whole hung on his words. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ.
0: Okay, see, here's why me doing a continuous reading of the Book of the Apocalypse was a bad idea. Because yesterday we were in Chapter 5 of the book and we heard the vision about um, the Lamb of God being the one who can take the scroll and break open the seals, the scroll that was in the right hand of the one seated on the throne. Uh, And now we skip from Chapter 5 all the way to chapter 10. And there's a lot that's gone on in the meantime, uh, and a lot of it's really, you know, kind of very symbolic and very complex. So I'm going to try and do something really foolish. Um, I'm going to try and summarise very quickly uh, what's happened in the intervening chapters so that we can kind of understand the reading that we have today. So if you remember from yesterday, you know, this scroll was locked up with seven seals um, and this scroll kind of represented God's plan of salvation. And the question came up, well, who's worthy to take the scroll and to break open its seals to unlock God's plan of salvation and and bring it out into the world? Uh, And then we find out that it's the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, This is the one who is able to unlock the seals. And these are, of course, you know, sort of classic prophetic titles for the saving Messiah, the one that would be sent by God. So John, the visionary, looks for a lion, right? But what does he find? A lamb, a lamb who was slain, but who is alive. So here's the thing then. What does the lamb need to do? Take the scroll and break open the seals. And that's what starts to happen. We see the breaking open of these seals and what is unleashed on earth is an enormous tribulation. So with the breaking of the first four seals, um, we see the release of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. They each represent the unleashing of something upon the earth. You know, the first speaks of war, the second of conquest, the third of famine and the fourth, which is Deathly Pale, speaks of plague and death. But remember what's going on here. The Lamb is breaking the seals that is unlocking the coming of the kingdom, the unlocking of God's plan. Uh, and so whilst everything here seems to have the air of destruction and of things falling apart, in actual fact, God's plan is coming to its fulfillment. When we get to the fifth seal uh being broken open, we hear the cry of the martyrs. They shout aloud, Holy faithful master, how much longer will you wait before you pass sentence and take vengeance for our death on the inhabitants of the earth? Each of them was given a white robe and they were told to be patient a little longer until the roll was complete and their fellow servants and brothers had been killed just as they had been. So this presents a pretty frightening picture, right? You've got these martyrs, these Christians who've died for their faith, and they're coming before God and saying, look, Lord, hear our prayer and give us justice against those who have killed us. And we get this response now, well, look, there are more to be added to your number, so we're not finished yet. But in the meantime, the martyrs are given white robes, white being the sign of victory, Uh, And they're also given rest. So if we pause for a second here, we see that there's a great persecution which the Christians are enduring. They're going through martyrdom. And, you know, historically, certainly at the time of the um, composition of the Book of the Apocalypse, we know that that's exactly what was happening under the Emperor Nero. And then later under subsequent emperors, there was a tremendous persecution against the Christians. But here's the question. What does victory look like? Does victory look like escaping death and martyrdom? Does victory look like God miraculously pulling us out of tribulation? Or is victory in fact enduring, remaining faithful and coming through the tribulation? Well, the breaking of this fifth seal, although the martyrs are asking God for justice to put down their enemies, their victory is in fact in their endurance in imitating the lamb who was slain and laying down their lives without causing violence to others. There's victory. Now, remember where we started, right? At the beginning of the book of the Apocalypse, we had these seven letters to the seven churches in Asia Minor. Uh, And these letters were about remaining faithful, were about enduring tribulation, and were about... A reconversion back to the original enthusiasm at the time of hearing the message of the gospel. Um, and you can now see a little bit of what's going on: that though there is tribulation, it's not out of God's control. And it is the coming of his kingdom. So don't lose heart. Okay, we then hear about the breaking of the sixth seal. Remember, there are seven in total. The breaking of the sixth seal seal, inaugurates a truly frightening picture. This is the day of God's wrath of his anger. Listen to this. There was a violent earthquake and the sun went as black as coarse sackcloth. The moon turned red as blood all over and the stars of the sky fell onto the earth like figs dropping from a fig tree when a high wind shakes it. The sky disappeared like a scroll rolling up and all the mountains and islands were shaken from their places. I mean, you know, extreme cosmic upheaval. The very foundation of creation, you know, which we turn to in order to set our course, you know, the sun, the moon, the stars, that which gives life and light and direction, that gets turned off. What's described here is incredibly disorienting. And so the rhetorical question comes about, well, who can stand this? Who can survive it? And then we hear about four angels that are sent into the world to put a seal on the servants of God. The foreheads are marked and 144,000 are sealed, 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes of Israel. John then sees this huge number, impossible to count, he says, standing in front of the throne and in front of the Lamb, dressed in white robes, remember white being the colour of victory, and holding palms in their hands and they shout out aloud, Victory to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And so here you see the response to this rhetorical question. Who can stand the day of the Lord? Who can stand the day of His wrath? Well, these ones can. The ones who carry the seal of God on their foreheads? The ones whose robes have been washed in the blood of the Lamb and have been made white by this blood of the Lamb. These are the ones who can stand in God's presence. There you've got this rather strange picture where red blood makes robes white. The blood of the Lamb is the means by which we conquer. All right, this is taking longer than I thought, but um, the breaking of the seventh seal... Um, brings about a kind of retelling of the whole tribulation again, but using different language. This time, instead of breaking seven seals, we now have seven trumpets. And at the blowing of each of these trumpets, we see a kind of a repetition of the plagues which God unleashed on Pharaoh and Egypt in order to save his people from slavery. We hear about hail, fire and blood coming upon the earth, the sea turning into blood, waters becoming bitter, darkness coming upon the earth and a plague of absolute demon locusts. But just like we heard in the book of Exodus, all of these plagues, all of these exercises of God's judgment on the evil of the world doesn't actually bring about repentance, but instead causes them to harden their hearts. What brings about victory? It's the Lamb who was slain, the one who lays down his life in merciful love. And we can see that the martyrs come to be victorious by imitating the Lamb in laying down their lives in merciful love. So now that we get to today's reading, and I'm sorry, (laughs) it's taken us a long time to get to today's reading, John once more has another vision. The scroll which has had the seven seals broken on it is now given to John to eat. Now remember that this scroll stood for God's plan of salvation, the plan of God to manifest his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Now this scroll is open. It's been unlocked. The seals have been broken by the lamb. And now John is to eat it, and then he is to proclaim it. It tastes sweet as honey, but it makes the stomach sour. And I think that feature probably tells us something about the reality of the Christian life. Yes, salvation is sweet, but it comes through tribulation. It does turn the stomach sour. Victory is found in patient endurance through tribulation. And thanks too for your patient endurance through this homily, because I think where we've arrived now is a kind of important lesson for you and for me. We often hope that God's plan for our salvation involves the rescuing from tribulation. And when we suffer, I think we often think that, you know, things are going wrong. But perhaps this is the open scroll for us. Salvation tastes sweet to the tongue, but it calls for perseverance. The miracle of God's saving help is to bring us through the tribulation, not just to pluck us out from it. The Israelites in the Exodus, they were marked by God's election. They were the ones who were sealed, if you like, in order to become the ones who can stand in his presence. And they survived the ten plagues, and it was the ten plagues that allowed them to be rescued from slavery in Egypt so too the breaking of the seals, the tribulations which we endure, our victory is found in coming through them, not in managing to avoid them. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven.
1: For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever.
0: Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion.
1: My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot, at this moment, receive you sacramentally, Come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen.
0: The Lord be with you.
1: And with your spirit.
0: May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace.
1: Thanks be to God.
0: And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.